1: Hey everybody, welcome back. Uh, all this week we were talking to Reverend John Stone. Uh, yesterday we talked about uh, discipleship and um, today, John, since you know yesterday we were talking about discipleship kind of broadly, uh, speaking about how to do discipleship, what that should look like and defining that, which was really helpful. Um, today let, let's move into maybe some focused um, advice uh, and, and really how I want to set that up is uh, getting you to Imagine that you had the opportunity uh, to talk to your younger self. Because, um, John, how old were you when you started ministry?
0: Uh, I was. I graduated from seminary at the age of 27, Okay, which is far too young to be ordained, but that's a discussion <laughs> for another day. <laughs>
1: um, so imagine you get to walk into a coffee shop, and you see your 27-year-old self <laughs> sitting there, and you get to sit down have a cup of coffee with your younger self. What, what are three pieces of advice uh, you would tell your younger self about ministry?
0: John, I'm going to give you four pieces. The first one is for humor, and you can choose. Editing. <laughs> the first piece of advice I'd give that guy's he needs to exercise more when he's young because <laughs> it is hard to lose that weight post. Post. <laughs> so I would I would encourage and I would encourage him to do. Uh, I used to run all the time and running did not prove to be that healthy for me. But that's not <laughs> what your lesson. Three piece I, of advice. That's I would good. Again.
1: That's good. Though. and that's important for
0: ministry. Absolutely. Yeah. We had Richie yeah. Sessions on
1: not too long ago. He gave that
0: advice. Exercise. You, yeah. yeah, you are not. You cannot make up for You cannot make up at the age of 50 what you failed to do at 35 for your body. <laughs> um, and I would do more yoga. Okay, so the three pieces of ministerial advice I would give myself would be, um, and this is really about me. So some people will hear this, and this is where they are, and other people are not, is that, um, I, you know, John, I, I put way too much emphasis on theological precision at that age when i started out and not enough emphasis on just the bible now th- and those are not antithetical and i don't mean it but like you know really letting the bible speak to me um uh, and, and to, you know to recognize for instance i'm a i'm a very strong calvinist i'm a five pointer i'm a double predestination guy but letting the bible's own um language letting letting the mystery that you know so I know God's infinite eternal and unchangeable but man I I really at 53 don't know what that means the way I think (laughs) I knew at 27 and so I think that I would have been much um I would tell me because I really believe it's funny I've seen a lot of people's like beliefs evolve as they get older and a lot of people will you know leave the reformed camp and go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I believe what I believed at 27, but I think I just believed it too strongly. And this is different than like the young Calvinist disease. Like once you learn about five points of Calvinism, you beat everybody over the head with it. <laughs> I just mean even like in what we talked about yesterday, I thought in terms of discipleship or teaching just too theologically. Um, and the funny thing is, I think theology is a big deal. I work for RUF. Helping people get categories is a big deal. But I, I would just tell me to think more about scripture uh, and to really let the scriptural language form the way people think and let them struggle with that more at that age. The second thing I would say, and this is a little bit easier, be a little more practical, is people who've been to seminary are people who begin to do professional ministry do not know how normal people think.
1: Hmm.
0: Um, if you have gone to seminary, you're such a small percentage of the of the population in terms of world history and who exists even today that you're so weird not because you went to seminary you're just such like you have studied and thought about things that your good ruling elder accountant never thought about and if you're out there saying well i know my all my elders they all read calvin's institutes you have weird elders not because <laughs> not because, so you'll get a letter from that john i'm sorry but my point <laughs> is you know you need to, you need to listen to people, and and you need to speak to them. One of the things I said to RUF guys all the time is: Does a sophomore a woman in RUF who's a Chi Omega at your school does she understand what you're saying? No, because you're talking to, you're talking about John Calvin, you're talking about Jack Miller, you're talking about Burkhoff. You're answering all these questions, which it was very important for you to learn that those aren't her questions those are not her thoughts and especially for a youth pastor really um, really understanding where youth are and how they think is vital and and I'll come up with another third one maybe you know maybe John what I would say in some sense is the best people I ever hired and and the, be- the best I've ever been in a job I had is when I wanted to actually be the people I was ministering to. And what I mean by that is if you're a youth pastor and the truth is, and I'm, I'm not judging you for this, but if you hate youth culture and you don't understand why they play Fortnite and why they love games, you're not called to be a youth pastor. Like, the best RUF campus ministers are out there right now playing Fortnite because it's creating relationships and they're understanding, um, they're understanding their people better. You can't make, you don't want to make them you. You want to make them the best them. And I'm telling you, if you went to seminary, if you grew up in a PCA church, you tend to be a long way away from understanding. What the average person is afraid of, what they're thinking about, what they're feeling, their level of knowledge. And you need to spend your life studying and listening to people. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that kind of gets to what you were saying yesterday about discipleship. You know, being yeah. with people and being around them, and you know, I mean, the the fancy seminary language is exeguting your congregation, um, but you know, getting to know how those teenagers think and and getting to hear you know their struggles and all of that is is vital. I mean, there was a a pastor um, just in my presbytery around here who, who really would encourage young guys who are leaving college to go work you know, outside mm. in the quote-unquote secular world um, before they went straight to seminary um, because he just said that, you know, you need to be around uh, just people that aren't, that don't think like you, talk like you, uh, whatever, uh, to sharpen you. So I think that goes right along with what you're saying. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, it, it, I think, I'm just amazed how often pastors who are really who are great men, who are godly men, who, who love their people, who love Christ just at times if you listen to them they don't know why someone missed a church meeting or why this person wants X and I think you don't know them I'm not even saying it's right but like the average guy out there and this isn't youth the average guy's got a mortgage a tremendous wife and three kids he can't breathe at work he can't breathe at home he can't exercise understanding that and not judging it and not condemning it is a big deal in doing ministry. Understanding that these that kids today were born with a cell phone in their heart and that that's okay. That that they are not, we're not losing a generation to cell phones. They have more access to pornography. I don't know how to deal with that, but I've raised three girls on cell phones I'm not saying from the time they were seven years' age, and they love Jesus and they're fine. Um, like, But understanding why that's important to people is a big deal. I've, re- I've, I've raged on about that enough. I think I owe you a third one, don't I? You do. Uh, yeah.
1: So the first uh, is the first one was hate theology. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> no, the first one would be better. So say it positively. Love the Bible more. Let it nuance you. Um, understand your people and that you're not them. And my third piece of advice would be, um, gosh, John, it's not, I don't have one jump into my head. What would I really, what is, what, how have I really changed? Um, I think, I think the piece of advice I would give my young self is you don't really understand how broken people are. Now, this is not the same thing as the first one. But like, you know, I'm aware that that sins in the world and sins devastated it. But people's stories are far more important, I think, for me now than I understood then. So, I mean, I'm not changing language, but who hurt them, how they were raised. Um, Even learning that most people are warriors, (laughs) it's surprising they've made it this far. Mm. So like at 27, I'm like, we can make you better. And I think at 52, I'm like, I don't know how you got here. Like I'm, I'm impressed <laughs> that you're at church with that backstory. So I, I might nuance it and say I'd tell myself to get to know people's stories better and to appreciate the grace of God in those stories that we've all been raised by two sinners or by one sinner or by divorce sinners or by sinners who adopted us. We've all been raised by sinners. We were all educated by sinners. We all live with sinners, and that's that devastation can be more real at times than the church wants to admit. That being a church member, being an evangelical, especially in the West, there can be a little victoriousness there that I don't think is very helpful for people. So, inviting people to be broken mm-hmm. and to to that be a part of my ministry, which it has become at this point, but at that point it was not. That would be my yeah. third piece
1: Yeah, and I think that goes along with just, you know, understanding and having a theology of suffering. Um, yes. See, I mean, when I look back, you know, at my younger self and just... Some of the the harshness that was present and just not, and really uh, the broader theme of just humility here, um, uh, realizing that, you know, there's a lot of those people, those parents you can be frustrated with, uh, you know, speaking to youth workers here, um, the the suffering that they've dealt with, um, the suffering that's present, that's, um, that, that. Uh, No doubt those who are 27 in ministry have gone through suffering, uh, but sometimes it's not to the degree that others have. And so having that humility and and really uh, just Mm -hmm. realizing uh, the havoc that brokenness and sin um, brings into this world. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, John, thanks again for that. I appreciate it. Bye.